0: Afternoon, you're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio, and this is Local Media This Week, the show where we have a look at the local print media here in County Clare and we chat about it and we see what they're talking about this week. I'm delighted to be joined by our usual panel. We're back to a full house again. Uh, John S. Kelly, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Jim. Delighted to be back again. And Pat O'Brien, Pat, you're welcome too. Thanks, Jim. And back from his travels, uh, <laughs> David Fleming. David, good to have you back at the end of the table. It's good to be back, Jim. <laughs> so now, uh, there's lots to talk about today in the in the papers. I suppose let us start with a, a matter, Pat, that's um, causing. It mightn't be of great importance in a European <laughs> context, but it's very important in places like the Mills and Tulla and Scariff and Whitegate. I'd say.
1: Well, let's say all over the county, uh, Jim, this uh, is fairly serious. Huddling uh, championship tickets tied up in cyberspace. I suppose they're up in the cloud somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there was much frustration among care holding fans on Tuesday as people seeking to purchase tickets for the Monster Championship games faced significant difficulties. With COVID 19 restrictions now relaxed, pre-championship anticipation is at its highest in a few years, and with thousands of people all going online simultaneously. Ticketmaster was reached with a technical issue, meaning fans couldn't make their purchases for a period of time. Tickets were also available from Centra and Super Value stores, and some of these outlets saw huge demand and long queues for tickets. Claire's first two games are against the Ferrari and Cork, both in Tuttles, and with Central Stadium being as large as it the is, there was little concern about any potential sellout there. Clare's final game is against Waterford, and, re- and for some reason, tickets for that game were not made available on Tuesday. However, the real problem fixture is is that's versus Limerick, which is due to playing through the class, which, which will have a capacity of approximately 18,700 for this year's muscle Championship. Earlier in the year, 8,000 tickets were sold for the holding uh, cup cash between the sides, which was a sellout. out. The capacity reduced in the, in the country while still, uh, while still re-emerging from the pandemic.
0: That's a serious game though, Pat. I mean, as in, in, ter- in terms of the number of people who'll want to see it, Jeez, you know, and it finishes a draw there, there a few weeks ago and okay. I think, you know, people will say, they're in with a shout at least.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not sure, look at, uh, you, you've all the, the counted in Munster, I think Munster is going to be a bit of a, a, bit of a battle in all the games really. Mm. Uh, I suppose claire will probably fancy their chances of going maybe to the tallest, keep Mike as sharp as they sharp would have been once, and, um, but
0: 18,000 in Cusack Park, the, uh,
1: yeah. you know, I mean, that's not a big number. not a big number for two neighbouring teams, yes. you know, but I suppose the big problem is that um, um, all the matches now, all the games, all the match you were, you know, uh, even last night's game in Limerick, which was under 20, you, you, you couldn't go up and pay of the money at the gate. No money passing no. at all? No. You had to you had to go online to buy your ticket. That's the that's the new no, the new no system now. Yeah. Mm.
2: But, but you can you can buy um, uh, your ticket in a centra supervalue and county councillor Paul Murphy just to continue Pat's story there, said the situation on Tuesday had been a disaster. And uh, he said he went to Ryan Centra and there was a long queue there. The system seemed to be struggling. Uh, I texted the Centra shopkeeper in Clare Castle. He said he didn't have a queue there, so I belted down. But by the time I got there there was a queue there as well. So. <laughs> So uh, he was trying to he was trying to get around the system, but um, I mean, it's all, all of this is pent up, isn't it? Because we see the issue in in the airports with long queues and this, that, and the other. It's the consequences of, unfortunately, the COVID legacy.
1: But really, uh, the big problem I see was that they put all the tickets all up together, three or four, four or five big, months of championship games. And football as well uh, they put them all on so there was bound to be a breakdown somewhere. yeah why not the take them in? couldn't handle the demand yeah why not take the first games first and then go for the second ones yeah. and
2: you know i tell you if there's a job going in ticketmaster we might send pat up <laughs> yes he'd them.
0: start them out <laughs> i'm just wondering you know pat who might have an opinion on it the, the whole notion of putting all G, major ga games uh, on ticketmaster or online only and no cash at the turnstiles. Yes. Yeah, does does that you know does that um, impinge on impinges the wrong word now? But does that uh, disenfranchise people, let's say who who aren't who might yeah.
1: who are big GA fans but aren't mm. tech savvy? Well, it 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 it, 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 it affects people. There's um, <laughs> especially a lot of people that wouldn't wouldn't be able to go online maybe to buy their tickets and they'd have to go away and get somebody to do when it. When do you
3: get the grandchild, the
1: 10-year-old to do it? Yeah, well they could, but they might not have a grandchild or they might be well, living well on their own. Well
2: the reason why you can go to the centre of the super value? I, I think somebody up in the GA probably came up with that same argument, uh, Jim, that you made and somebody said, oh well, let's supply them to the shops.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the kind of, that requ- that required a, a lot more organisation and administration. They developed the website, so it maximised you. So that's how I, I think mm-hmm. you have to do the whole lot together. You yeah. know, to be easier yeah. to administer. Yeah. Central of course,
0: are our sponsors as well. They are. So yeah. the Centra setting the tickets brings you into Centra. which it, it, goes, yeah. it does. Yeah.
3: But but uh, the Centra's availability probably will be limited to this year. Yeah. I, I, like,
2: it's hard because. Sure, you see with concerts as well. Sometimes when there's so much demand, the system yeah. does break down. Mm. But I think Pat has made a valid point. Why did they all, Why do they put all the matches up at the same time? Stagger it. I'd e- say yeah. it's
3: associated mm. with the cost, maybe so, of administration. Yeah. The the cabaret, for example, in the college hall, uh, no money passes. Okay, um, the tickets aren't available uh, in the shops or anything like that.
2: It's all online.
3: It's all online, and it's very, very simple. Yeah. And okay. And the but lot the, but James,
2: the point then. Let's say you're you're you are you you are not tech savvy. You
0: want to go. You to have to, to get
3: a neighbor. Then, yeah. To, to You well, might uh,
0: you might want to give your grandchild the loan <laughs> of your credit card. <laughs> 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 and, and,
2: and why couldn't you just turn up at the door or the turnstile? Yeah. Well, it's a pity because I mean, the, the one thing about today's society is
0: you, you should have multiple different ways of doing things. Yeah. yeah. And the turnstile always works. And I mean, it doesn't mean cash. You can turn up with your, with your, your visa time. debit yeah. and tap yeah. to go in. Go
1: and, 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 and just, uh, we have, okay, Claire and I might come in on, what, the 15th of May. Well, you might buy a ticket on Monday. You might end up, you mightn't be able to go. <laughs> you yeah. know? It, it and you're not allowed to resell it a, as such. It could be I a situation think. where you have to try and get rid of it you have to get give it to you to try no, and get it to if, if you want,
3: want to get to the match, if you want to get to the All Ireland,
1: you'll find a way. You see, I know it is, but things there's, like this there's lots of people that, 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 that haven't in that position, John. You know? Okay, yeah. will,
0: we, will we move yeah. on to. Yeah, we'll move on. Because last. We, we won't solve it here anyway. Too. We will not. No, over the last few weeks we've discussed Shannon Airport and yeah. there seem to be new things coming out. Uh, every week and you know we were unfortunate enough to lose a, a, a chairman a couple of weeks ago but um, I think people in the media have been listening to us John because there's a call there on the Clare Champion on uh, page, what is it? Four? Um, page, page four, four of the Claire Champion. Yeah. Oh, four uh, the echo. Page four of the Echo sorry for a clean sweep. Uh, that's right.
3: Now that's a fairly serious statement.
0: It's suggesting the board was uh, was a problem.
3: We spent time here a week or fortnight ago. Uh hypothesizing on what might have contributed to Poriko Cage's decision to actually Leave. And mm. we mm. Uh, after a good old conversation about it we came down on exactly what this article uh, tells us on the, and the champion and in the echo. Okay, the clean sweep of the Shannon board. Quite clearly, it would appear to be interpersonal mm. and executive, the non executive capacity or power of the chair. And we suggested mm. an executive chair. They probably were listening to this on, <laughs> on Sunday, okay? I didn't no doubt. But mind you, they didn't phone you either, did they? Actually? No. Yeah, so I mean, the situation, lads, is an absolute mess. But it's bringing to the front certain issues which will have to be faced up to. Am I right or wrong? That have a political undertone to them. Mm.
2: Well, according to Porig's, um, Porig's piece, the person who is looking for the clean sweep and who's identified the issue that John has laid out for us was the Save Our Shannon
1: uh, group. Dennis Vahan, Dennis, Dennis Vaughan
2: who who is who, who is saying clear out the the board and so he must have some insight or some information because this is the first now official or semi-official comment um about it and uh that as as porrick says the new see the new chairman who is Colonel henry's Colonel henry's swift appointment as uh, Porigo Cage's successor indicates that levels of O'Kage's discontent were known at government level with the former Air Aran CEO and founder's absence from a special launch and the resumption of transatlantic services from Shannon Airport, also notable. Mm. Um, now, Porigo Cage must be sticking with his official line and, of course, wouldn't probably say there were issues at the board, but so it, it, it'd be interesting to see how the board responds to this now. It is just an allegation,
1: Yes, to be fair. That's all. Probably, um, she probably gets the story there. The cleric will understand that relations between board members, including past officials and, and party gocada, led to the departure from the role of Shannon Group chairman after just six months. So just so a, a little bit of history there, doesn't the, it? The board members, including past officials. Who, yeah. You know,
0: but I think we can safely surmise that party gocada didn't leave... To, to, to go planting spuds. Mm. <laughs> you know, that, that there was a, a problem of some sort. <laughs> he which
3: went for the first earlies <laughs> well, for, for him, wasn't it
2: that it, it, the, the, um, it was the executive chairman issue that the yeah. government didn't take up? Now, I put it to you, put it to all three of you, isn't it a bit, a bit of a kick in the teeth for the existing chief executive officer, Miss Constantine, to be seeing this in the papers that effectively undermines her role because the position a of the chief, chief executive difficult. officer is to implement the decisions of the board. Yeah. What would you say to Mary Constantine, Pat, Jim, or uh, John?
3: I would uh, stay silent. It is. <laughs> it is too delicate, you know, and the danger yeah. of crossing the border. But you you you
2: are advocating the appointment of, it, of an executive chair. Oh yeah,
3: well that's no that, that nothing big
0: deal about that. And it could but be very uh, constant. It could indeed. I mean, I. But I, why
2: would you have? Why would you do, be duplicating an a role? Well, the chief, you have a chief executive
3: officer. What is the role of the chief executive to officer? The, as,
2: to implement policy of the board.
3: And who brings the the, the, the who who the generates, Yes, but you know from previous experience. Yeah, the chairman of the this Yeah. What?
2: listen, if I was the chairman of that board, I'd expect the CEO to be implementing the policy. I wouldn't want to do it myself. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: And still, do you want to have the chairman do it? Himself? There obviously but was was a major breakdown somewhere.
1: Uh, it is. And we suggested. don't know yep. what that breakdown I, was. No. Really. Yeah, well, I, as, long as I was listening to the, the, the um, Mr. Lally there, he's a ch- he owns the, the Woodstock Hotel, and he said he had been talking to Polygotia in recent weeks. Before this announcement last week, and he yeah. said that he said that probably okay, they had been going, had been talking to the the, 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 the people in let's say in tourism and hotels and all yeah. that, and he was he was he was trying to get to get um, to know to get uh, something outside the box of you know outside of what was going on there to see to, to try and, and improve. Yes, outside the, the box. That's yeah, yeah, And We TV always said the that. The box, yeah. and we, and we've said,
3: but now, lads,
1: possibly this comes from the, they
3: the One thing we cannot cannot assume, um, and that is that what we're saying, uh, some or another, is a reflection of reality in with regard to Shannon. It is too, uh, you know. We could easily enter into the into the area of uh, unethical commentary.
2: Well, we're, 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 we're only commenting uh, in effect on, on, what, um, on what one person, yeah. Dennis Vaughan, has been calling. He is also suggesting that uh, like he's casting expressions on the board and maybe the board is right. That's why you have boards. And if you, if you only had a chairman who was doing what he or she wanted to do, um, that's a type of dictatorship. The board is there to balance
0: in a way and to take uh, overall responsibility. Well, looking at uh, page 13 of the Clare Echo, and a uh, uh, county councillor, former chairman of the county council, Pat McMahon from Newmarket and Fergus, and he's pushing for connectivity with one of the European hubs, the major European hubs, and he says that would give a lift to the entire region. And he, he mentions two he talks about Frankfurt and Amsterdam, which, which are two. Um, of the biggest hubs, I suppose, in Europe.
3: Hmm. Well, so Jim, uh, our listeners are wondering, you know, what the heck do they mean by a hub that Shannon Airport needs to develop? A hub. Lads, will you yeah. will you take a
2: that? A hub a hub, John, is is a, a big international airport which has multi, which probably services most of the world. A hub is like Heathrow. Heathrow would be one of them where you can get a connecting flight to almost anywhere else. And of course we have a connection to that, uh, whether the UK like it or not, they're still part of Europe. Um, uh, we have that connection to that European hub. Another example would be Dubai, I mm. think. Dubai is a big international hub. Paris is, is another one. Uh, New York is a big international hub as well. So
3: what is the paper, the article in, in, on, the, uh, on the ECHO, what is the, the, the article saying with regard to the location of such a hub? Where in Europe?
0: Well, it's it's being connected to a hub, like like David says, Heathrow, uh, gives you more options from the airport. So let's say, let's assume Amsterdam is a big hub, or let's assume there's a connection with Amsterdam. That would give the option for people who want to go to various parts of the world, from which there will be a connection from Amsterdam. To go to Shannon and use the Shannon-Amsterdam...
3: And do you think... We'll, say Amster, we'll take Amsterdam as the preferred choice, just for the sake of argument. And the, um, uh, the relationship between Shannon and Amsterdam in that, new, in that new structure that you're talking about, the hub, uh, will cost money. Because Shannon would have to keep uh, a presence in the hub Throughout the year is not
2: a, a fact. The, the, the airline would certainly have to, whichever airline. And yeah, yeah, Like at the moment, Ryanair's major European. Well, I suppose it has a number one, but Dublin is a big hub for Ryanair. So if yeah. you can, you can, as a European, destination, I'm thinking, can go anywhere in Europe. If you're, if you're not control.
3: generating business in the winter time. Yeah. You 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 know you're carrying a cost, aren't you?
2: You are, and I don't, To be honest, I don't see um, Councillor Flynn's argument on this one at all because we are already connected to a major European hub in Heathrow, where you, you can know. get anywhere in the world. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe if you if you if you connect with another hub in Europe, you are providing additional opportunities, and maybe. He thinks people will come to Shannon as a result. I don't know, but um, as you say, there is a big economics. Well, I suppose his
0: his thinking is maybe twofold. One is that it is better to be connected to a hub because that gives people flying from Shannon more options. And secondly, when if we are connected to a hub, as you say, Heathrow, one of the biggest hubs in the world, um, but if one airline decides we're pulling out of Shannon, as happened about 15 years ago, uh, we're pulling out of the the Heathrow link, at least being connected to two hubs gives you some...
1: True, but you do have to
2: take John's point, which is, will there be, even for a new airline to come in and establish a hub to Amsterdam, let's say KLM, the Dutch airline, Mm. um, they're the logical ones to try and connect with their hub, which is Amsterdam.
3: Um, I have another you, you, question. You, 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 David Field. The
2: point, though, is is there, as John has pointed out, is there enough people in this region to sustain that link? That and, and that's what
0: you, you'd hope there would be. Um, I suppose the fact that it would be there will help generate some business. And then, if, if you're talking about in the winter, maybe you don't fly every day, or, you know, I don't know, maybe it defeats the
1: purpose. If we had more regional, balanced regional, regional planning on, 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 on the airports, you probably would, but uh, everything everything seems to have to go through Dublin. It I
2: mean, this is why Shannon is an independent airport. Okay. Shannon can attract its own business, just like Dublin and Cork can. Okay? So I, I wouldn't accept that Pat.
1: But if you go to uh, sorry, Jim, if you uh, over in 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 um, in Holland, in the in the big airport in the in the, um, the big uh, airport in Holland, uh, Amsterdam, you have to. If, a, if, a, if a, an airline comes in, they have to put in so many flights into the other regional airports as well. That's part of the deal over there. But you, you, they, they, come, they come into Dublin, and the, that doesn't happen here.
0: But I would see it as wider than just air travel. Uh, I mean, I think successive governments have allowed Dublin to grow and grow. The result is seeing in in house prices in Dublin, even availability of accommodation in Dublin is becoming a huge problem. So it's it's wider, I think, David, than just airline policy. I think the you know the government needs to to spread um, resources and to to spread when something comes in. Um, right through the country because we do have you know how do you uh, how do you
3: reconcile what you've said with um uh the the other question then of extraction of water from the shannon area
0: we'll get to that in part two
3: (laughs) okay but when we get to it we'll have to refer back to uh, to what you said uh, i mean
0: jim in order to do that you would
2: you would have to say, right? There's going to be no more building. We're not going. You'd effectively be doing a Cromwell on it by saying we're going to have to transplant people. You can't live in Dublin now. You have to transplant people to County and to into East Clare. I mean, that that would not be acceptable. Of course, you and therefore, so that if, you have the, if you have a population which is sustaining itself, which the East has has for centuries. Um, The government needs to respond to that. I mean, if, if, for example, um, you're suggesting, well, the government should say, no more new businesses, the IDA, no more new businesses now in Dublin. We'll send them all west. That then leaves a whole unemployed region in the east, potentially.
0: No, yes, but I mean proper planning would mean that you wouldn't simply cut off all planning in Dublin or all development in Dublin but you would send more and more of it as a percentage west, north, south.
3: You would, Jim, can I I bring you back a couple of decades to a, 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 a report which was produced by Buchanan, the famous Buchanan report, okay. And it was seeking to address, on behalf of the government, what you've just stated there. And the Buchanan Report finally materialised. And if my memory serves me correctly, it um, suggested nine growth areas in the country. So you visualise the map of Ireland and put circles around the nine main cities and towns. And some were across the border, uh, I mean across the Shannon in, in, into Connit. Mm-hmm. Some were down in Cork, some were blah, 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 blah. And it was, of course, presented in the, in the Dáil. Can you imagine the fun if you could switch a button here? Now, if Luke could just enhance his technology to, to press a button to give us the debate that went on in the Dáil over the acceptance or otherwise of the Buchanan Report. I'll give you just one single flavor of one. I Mr. I am not going to accept this idea of stripping our villages and small towns of their little industry in order to concentrate in to these growth centers as they were called. And loud hurrah from the from the body, you know. And so the debate went on, and finally the vote was taken and the Buchanan report was out the door, that was the end of it. Now we have spent many many nights here, if you like, beating around that whole idea of growth centres, you know, okay, and we're finding it increasingly disappointing that one of the growth centres needs to, to, to actually grow even more, that is Dublin itself, you know, okay? so there you are yeah. when you had the chance to actually uh, develop the country on a regional balanced basis the model was kicked out it was and, and
0: it could well be again if for yeah. various reasons but i mean that doesn't mean it's wrong to do it or it's not worth trying
3: i'm not saying it is at all. No. Mean, i'm giving you the well, one but i would say actually
2: if re- reflecting on the last 80 years or since the 60s whatever <laughs> time that is <laughs> There actually has been a fair amount of regional development and regional growth. And look at our cities, look at Cork, look at. Cork is a a very nice example of the development of the pharmaceutical industry. Mm. Cork is now one of the central places for that in the country. Limerick has its own advantages, Galway has its advantages. And Shannon is going very well. Shannon Shannon is a lovely example, actually, of a new town which emerges in the 60s with that same principle in mind we have in our mind that dublin is always doing better than the rest of the world yes uh, or, the, or the country and it it naturally will because it's a capital city um so so we just need to we need to think some th- and when when we want to chen airport independent we got it, and now that it is independent, we don't like
0: the idea because but we're not doing so well. But it's like, they, well, when, when Dublin went out the door from Shannon, they took all the crown jewels them <laughs> and, uh, and left an empty shell of a building. So that's, that's what, but happily... They uh, <laughs> said,
1: said we owe them the government come up with uh, this idea that we owe them 70 million or 90 million or whatever mm-hmm. to build the airport.
2: Yeah. The United Kingdom, when they were leaving this country, also left us with a massive, massive debt. You know what de Valera did? <laughs> he, said, he said, no, you can't have the money. The government kept the money uh, themselves. But there is, a, there is a report, a related report, very quickly. I can't see it now. Maybe somebody will help me. Uh, AAG and, um, and Lufthansa Technik. Um, are, are consolidating in Shannon. So you might think they're, all the They're are, consolidating yeah, in Shannon. There was
1: one company that was closing down and they brought, mm. it, out. They yeah. were blown, brought it out. So yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: there is still something to be said for, for Shannon. But we, we are living in a globalised world. We're a small country
1: but with, you know,
0: with a tiny I mean, population. But, but I would argue it's better for Dublin that it doesn't continue to mushroom like it has done I over agree. the last 20, 30 years. Um, you know, for my family who lived there and they know the price of everything, you know and everything has gone through the roof
2: and and, and and I would say that that is the result of being a capital you go to you go to any capital city go to New York Washington you'll get that same effect what does
3: the fact that Beckman-Coulter which is four miles down the road five miles down the road okay employing around we've mentioned it so often employing around let's say about must be near enough to 600 now is it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay high quality jobs gender you know appropriate as well which is very important for a balanced development in the community in the society <laughs> okay should beckman coulter according to the classics should beckman coulter be where it is
2: no it shouldn't it would be close to a bigger population center it should be in dublin it should be in ennis or shannon um it shouldn't be smack bang in the middle now you, you better ex- like it wouldn't you, happen today
3: you better explain Probably. to the listeners of course we're only Attacking the classical yeah, explanation for location of industry. Yeah, and yeah. we're showing that in our area, there are two major industries yeah. one in Whitegate. Good Lord. You know, yeah. it's no disrespect to Whitegate, but it's a bit off the beaten track. It in is. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, 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 the employment th- there, and then you have the the, f- the factory in Tungreña, and you have the one in Tola. Yes. So now, Jim.
2: But in 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 the in the world we have today, though, where it's all about connectivity, and we might be going on to it, uh, where Shannon Airport is not yet even connected to a rail line. Yeah. Having a company in the middle of nowhere, without public transport connections, is probably a reason why it wouldn't be established today, where it is.
3: And why it doesn't fit in with the, and environment, why it the environmental question of the a bigger like yeah. a
2: planner wouldn't yeah. put a new village where there's no they might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're organi- if you're building a new town or a new yeah. whatever, a new school, you yeah. make sure that there's connectivity that. And
0: perhaps you know, a developer or somebody who, who wants to set up an industry, they would like a good, uh, well educated workforce living in a pleasant surroundings where um, they, they're, you know, it's like happily, yeah, happy work family they life. They workforce. Well, yes, but a workforce who are living in an area where it's pleasant to live. It, it oh yes, exactly. By the way, the uh,
2: the, the, the Lufthansa Technic uh, connection with AAG—it's on page six of the Champion there. And I mean, this is this is part of the success really of Shannon being able to hold on to these jobs. More than 300 workers have joined AAG's existing staff of 436 based in Shannon and in the UK now why is that? Is it Shannon Airport? Is it the IDA? Is it the government? I think it's probably a combination of all these things yeah, so. making sure that these jobs are staying, I mean that's what we have a government for. but if you look at
0: Shannon Airport it's beside a motorway uh, obviously there's a runway it does need a railway when, when you're um, yes the link to Shannon is in the bottom of that page uh, you might do. You want to make yeah, very briefly? Because I want to ask John a very personal question before <laughs> okay. we break.
2: Well, well, it is all about yeah. the connectivity, and Shannon's future will have to rely on these sorts of things. Yeah. And it is the headline is on page seven. Further consultation upcoming and possible railing rail to Shannon. Yeah. Um, and it, all it says is uh, the minister, Minister Ryan, was asked a question whether it's still on the cards or not. He says it is it's part of the draft strategy draft strategy for the Limerick Shannon metropolitan area and that there will be a further round of consultation shortly about it, that's essentially the news story.
3: Uh, tell me, as a matter of interest David, why do we not use the county link bus service? Why do we not focus that uh, uh, on establishing Shannon airport as a terminal point for uh, you know, some stages of the operation of that bus system because we have a lot of these buses in the county and they're frequently, frequently mm. half, three quarters empty. Am I right or wrong? This now? is, is the local mm-hmm. bus service. Yes,
2: John, I see that bus passing my house every day. Yeah, there's not a single person on that bus, and as a taxpayer, I'm curious as to why my valuable money.
3: Is being at it, spent he's at it again on, on the a tires. service
2: that nobody is using.
3: Well, I can't say that I agree that nobody is using it. I don't know. Well,
2: I can tell you, there's no because there's nobody in the bus except
1: the bus driver. <laughs> I but, don't know. Um, I, I listened to Radio morning about it, and they were, they were saying, why why couldn't the, why can't Shannon be be, be re um, you know be advertised as the as as the gateway to the wide Atlantic way. Why have the come I coming through Dublin and get bus down to Clermey and bus down to the west of Ireland and Fair don't point. get them all and bused them back It's, it's a
0: mindset. It's no. a, it's a mindset.
2: mindset. Dublin Airport are much better at, at branding. And that's where our Shannon yeah, Airport the, authorities need to step it up a gear so that they take that idea and
1: run with it. But does they have the money? Does they get the money to do it? So Dublin Airport Dublin Airport took all, all, all uh, if we had if we had to crown jewels. If we had keep Come here, hold on Air International was set up low on Shannon. It was a multi million um, multi million company and so bringing in loads of uh, profit. And it was taken up to the Dublin by the Dublin Airport Authority when they when they when they got into the place, and they just took it away and they yeah. said, "Oh, cahoots
0: okay, with
1: the government, actually." The, the, go, the government, yeah, the government, yeah. yeah at the time, my famous Brennan and 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 um, Noel Dempsey and all those fellows were involved with the time. Yes.
2: But listen, airports are about moving people in and around. It's they, they're, they're all ancillary services, you could say. Well, we be have had, we've just given an example of the, the Lufthansa Technic, the, so the, there is some yeah. ancillary services. Yeah. There's loads of money
0: if they want to spend it. They can even have, have a to, to borrow it. We have to break for half-time. Uh, <laughs> Pat, do we have a piece of music well, we to... Have. Uh, to jump around to while we're um, it's a you, rocky road. Well, rocky road to Dublin. Well, I'm working on the personal <laughs> question
1: that I'm going to ask John. But with a, with, a nice, uh, with a nice soothing uh, one there, To so John Kelly. <laughs> Andrew Le and and the Blue Danube. What is oh, it? Oh, lovely. The blue, the blue Danube. The Blue
2: Danube. Very good. Andrew
1: Le Andre Andrew Leroux.
0: welcome back you're listening to local media this week on Scariff Bay community radio and that was André Rue with the blue Daniel beautiful beautiful music by a wonderful artist now looking at um, visually at the papers today there were a lot of photographs uh, Pat there's a load of bullocks in <laughs> looking at you from the uh, front of the Clare Champion
1: yeah the his photo is here on the front um, a lovely photograph here by John Kelly um, John Kelly of the Clare Champion. not all, John.
0: Yes. <laughs> not our John is probably a good photographer <laughs> <right>. as well.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eamon Macdonagh, with the help from his son, Seamie, ploughing with shot on bullocks. Harry and Fred at the Clear ploughing Championships on the and Fair in the market and Ferguson on Sunday last.
2: Have you ever seen the like of that, Pat?
1: Well, not in an Ireland, anyway. We've I've seen plowing, pictures. Ploughing
2: with bullocks?
1: You see, you see pictures of maybe in Africa, and that, but not, not in Ireland. You didn't mm. go, did you, by the way? I didn't know, no. I mean, don't claim in the... the there a, there's,
2: there's a whole, of lovely, Jim, there's a whole yes. lovely section. with six photos, seven photographs on page 18 on the Clare Ploughing Championships. I always thought the Ploughing Championships is in September, but, of course, this is the time of year for... For, yeah. for doing it as it's well. It's the qualifying, yeah. They're Yeah, the, from this the, is the qualifying. And there's a lovely four tractor there, and John Kelly was in the right space at the right time. You can see a lovely, clean
3: furrow. Absolutely. That's, of course, what they're looking for. Now, here's an interesting thing about the photograph uh, of the. Uh, photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Here at the. Uh, God, where are you now? Yeah. Um, that particular photograph of the ox. All right. You could do a bit of dating from some aspects of, of that. I mean, you know, do you know how to, to saddle, uh, not to saddle, but to dress a horse for a cart?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was expert at it. You were
3: expert at, at it, do you? I do. And what would you think is the most important piece on that?
2: It, 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 what do they call it? Is it the harness there, that bit of it?
1: The collar? The, the collar? Is that left 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 the most important? The comes from where the strength coming from? Well, from the, the collar here, around the neck. In the early
3: historic times, the ploughing was ploughed by the tail. By the tail. That's okay. right. Mm. And because they hadn't discovered the what do you call? I, I'm depending the on technology, the technology. Yes. Yeah, the, mm. the, of the, of the of the pieces, uh, the, the, the straddle colour. or whatever, the collar the, and the back strap. Yeah. All of this yes. okay. that gives the animal. The, the,
2: the, the Irish, of course, hadn't, but of course, when the when the English came over, they thought this was a barbarous custom, Absolutely. by the tail. Absolutely. Well, eventually,
3: anyway, this... Uh, tough the animal, too. I'd say this isn't a, a very old introduction at all into Ireland. No, yeah. but it's, but it's rare really. for us to see it
2: today. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's,
1: yeah. In the, it's in page two of the, of the echoes of it. Yeah. yeah. It has the, yeah. A, there's, there's a
2: beautiful a picture on the living section... Of, yeah. the, of the Clare Champion, of Queen Abbey. It's obviously taken from a drone or something like that. It's, a, it's an aerial view of Queen Abbey, the ruins of Queen Abbey, and, and, and a fog over the landscape. Uh, with for the, miles around. For, for miles around, and it's about a story. Um, Queen Heritage Group are working on their history there. But it's just, when you're talking visuals and photographs, it's one of the nicest photographs I've
0: seen in a long is. time. And there's some lovely photographs of... Uh, East Clare ladies in the in both papers in fact oh, this God. week because last uh, weekend Scariffaghunlu Camogie club celebrated uh, two monster championships and two county titles and a few other um, juniors and various other titles. Yeah, that, uh, I know, I'm not thinking They, they ones, had so. a huge mm-hmm. night in in Ennis. Yeah.
3: and Jim, they got look at the ladies got a full page. Of the uh, Clare yeah, champion. Page seventeen in the Clare champion. Page seventeen. Yes. And beautifully and Michael, dressed. Michael,
1: uh, Michael McNamara, congratulate them there on the bottom. It's
3: Michael. Ah, yeah. uh, Michael. Uh, fair update to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he beat the others to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: they they, uh, they look well. They're they deserve their night out. Uh, they had they had two great fields, Jim. They won uh, the county and they won two monsters They did indeed. Yeah. They, so brilliant, so brilliant. It was a great
0: way. night and and. Mm. Uh, we were we were talking to Marie Crow there. Marie Crow the RT journalist, also, yeah. mm. originally from Six Mile Bridge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we, were talking, we did an interview with her after the Yes. It was on uh, News Extra yesterday yeah. and this morning. Oh, very good. Okay. Now... Uh, so congratulations, uh, Jim, to the ladies. To all of them. Yeah. John, can I ask you a question? You can uh, You don't have to be specific now, but... Uh, Thinking of the census, John. Yes. And the little personal piece that you had to write in the census, maybe aimed towards your descendants, in, well, because now, it Jim, can't be looked at for a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, how did you did you find that hard to do? <laughs> I spent my wife and myself
3: have spent the last few days in discussion about why were we picked out not to receive a copy of the census. Well, of course, when we inquired, we realized that half a scarf was left out, part of Tungreni was left out. In fact, it is as if there was a, a conspiracy, a consp- a, a conspiracy, a conspiracy uh, against East Clare. Yes. So, Jim, I am at this point uh, asking you as, as our leader in the radio, do you think you could possibly arrange for a census form to be sent to me? It it doesn't
0: seem that difficult to do, to get a census form from the Central Statistics Office or whoever prints them for them and get them to John S. Kelly in Fossilbeg or Jim Collins in Caramore.
3: The Roman Emperors did it in the year 2000, about uh, about how many years before the beginning of the well, the year 0 Zero. There? Yes, uh, yeah I mean, okay. there's
2: a lot of experience there when it comes to that but we for some reason they didn't get it right here did you in, get in, did any any of, any well, of you I, I, in in my part of Tomb granny we certainly got our census form a couple of weeks before we actually had to fill it out oh. but but the Dan Danner has the story here census forms marked absent in east and um for people who don't have their forms including you John uh, you're advised to telephone a free phone number zero eight one eight two zero two two zero four, mm. or email census two thousand and twenty two at cso.ie, and presumably they will post it out to you. But it's—I think it's a scandal, really. Oh, absolutely. That people
0: haven't got their census mm. forms. Yeah. Pat, have you got a census form?
1: I have. Yeah, I got it about a month before, about a month ago, mm. and I filled it up. So, John, are you and I breaking the law now?
3: no we are we not no <laughs> apparently the the, uh, the the exigency of the case suggests that we can send it by post if we can lay hands if we something. can get our hands on hand it. by the way you ask me a question <laughs> in relation to what was I going to write down
0: yeah. that will Well, not well be not specifically I don't need it <laughs> word for word you don't want the
3: lecture do you <laughs> What will your team be? I I, I describe to our listeners the four guys that are sitting around the table here now with me. And I can see from their eyes they're
0: thirsting, you know. (laughs) Thirsting for a bit of a contretemps. With with the masks we're wearing, that's the only part of us you can see. Yeah, otherwise they're spitting venom.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Now, I got all the family to put in a little bit. (coughs) And so they could do what they wanted. My son, who's six, just signed his name and then very quickly went back to watching the TV. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter put a little bit more time into it and told her future descendants what she liked doing, camogie, hurling, um, um, building you know. Lego. Yeah. I, I, my contribution was, and I, I, I was lacking inspiration until I heard a report on RT Radio. Uh, uh, and Katrina... Uh, Crow, the former archivist of the National Archive, who put the 1901-1911 census online so that we can all benefit. She said what she was going to do was write down the name of her dead pet because pets were never recorded. So I said, we have a dog um, and wouldn't it be interesting for people to know in a (laughs) hundred years' time who who the other resident of the house was, but who wouldn't get ordinarily recorded. So I gave a a short synopsis of uh, Buddy, the Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. How about yourself, uh, Jim? I, I haven't t-
3: talked too much about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, any suggestions as to what?
0: I mean, I think the only people who will be, if they are any, interested in reading something will be our descendants. Mm. Um, presumably it will be public and anyone can read it, but yeah. it, it will be our descendants. So I've been trying to think of some message or something which would give the my great, 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 whatever it is, um, some it be, indication.
3: Wouldn't it be wondering if you could transport yourself to a hundred years' time and you're opening the actual uh, file dealing with them? what would you' like them to
0: see about you and wonder Yeah it's, that's a very good question, John. I suppose you'd want them to think well of all their ancestors. Mm. Um, you'd want them to you know enjoy life and yeah. you know to be, to be good and to be kind as, as well as they can but in terms of your message to them you know there's no point in telling them how to live their lives because they'll figure that out themselves <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and make the mistakes <laughs> and whatever yeah. um so i suppose you can only really just put in a flavor of of how you feel about yourself and about the place where you're living um and and,
2: and, and pat will be saying i hope dublin didn't get everything <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good, good, good. Okay, that brings us on to water abstraction. Oh, God. Oh, my. It's Uh, a big one this week, isn't it? It is. I know the last time we discussed it, uh, (coughs) Pat, you had a five-cent charge per litre. (laughs) Now, I see that uh, on the... Is it the Clare Champion this week? uh,
1: Is it... They've You're being undercut. Yeah. um, um, Councillor Johnnie Flynn uh, wants uh, uh, one, one cent per litre. And he says it will bring in 10 million a year. So he, he wants half that to go to Clare and half it to the prairie. And what do you think of that idea, Pat? And to, that it, it would go for, for uh, wastewater treatment. And, five million a year, so Clare would not going to do that <laughs> with no, no one. No. Should, should probably cover Broadford. <laughs> <laughs> well, that same would be good. Be good. Should, would, should would be good, would,
3: would, Pat, would, would Broadford now support? A water extraction, if in return they were guaranteed a, a wastewater system that was up to the standard?
1: They possibly would, yeah.
3: Would you blame them?
0: I wouldn't uh, blame them, no, no. no. Would, you, would, you, would, any, would you? I'm David, just wondering though, is there a, will, if they, if they do, presumably that they intend to take water from the, the weir, Parteen weir on the southern side of Killaloo, is that going to cause a problem? I, I've, I haven't heard any experts talk too much about it. But, I mean, will it cause a problem in Loch Derg? Will, you know, I remember some 40 years ago when a, when a dam collapsed down at the southern end of yeah. the Thirteen Weir, it, the, the levels of the lake dropped by about five or six feet. Yeah. yeah. And um, suddenly it it made all the... The navigation charts um, irrelevant. Yeah, because I have
2: a, Jim, I have a lovely 19th century navigation chart of the, of the Dirk which probably became relevant again. Yes. Um, but for certainly the modern ones. Well, according to Dan Danaher here, that is a concern that they're looking at. Um, a representative from, from Irish Water was talking to the council and she said the preferred water abstraction project is one aspect of their overall plan including 34 water, sorry that's not what I wanted to read. She she was saying that they will have to do um, a study of what's going to happen. She said that uh, that there is a statutory requirement to release 10 cubic metres per second, 10 cubic metres of water per second down the old river Shannon, that's by the university, uh, by the ESB throughout the year. So that's the ESB now committed, when they did their Arden business, that they committed to, to ensure that the levels weren't so low. So if there was any extraction plan, Irish Water would have to, um, and even written into law, ensure yeah. that there would certainly be no... Uh, Ill consequences. And I presume of it. they'd
0: have to be, David, some kind of environmental impact assessment.
2: Yeah, she she, she went mm-hmm. on to say, Miss Ryan said studies are ongoing in terms of understanding the environmental baseline of Loch Dirk. Now, that's an important point, a baseline. At, at, at what point? Because there have been droughts, we have seen the, 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 the lake fall, but we've also seen it going up in times of flooding, notwithstanding the existence of the dam. So it's working out that baseline and presumably a future baseline as our climate changes dramatically over the next few decades. And
3: David, what in fact, if the figure is being uh, looked at by Irish waterways or any other body that chooses to actually engage in it, what in fact if their figures are incorrect? Decisions are going to be made, you see, on, on, on figures, aren't they? Isn't that where we've got now yeah. in relation to a lot of national I mean, so scientists
0: and engineers would yeah. have, oh, they have yeah. hydrologists and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have,
2: I mean, she, she, she mentions a whole series of different type of hydrologists and hydroengineers yeah. and all sorts of people. Yeah, But, but going back to Pat's point about um, money... Uh, A Pat seems to want money for everything and doesn't want anything to go to Dublin without something coming back to the region, that's fine of course I have to remind people again that there's plenty of water leaving the Shannon heading towards Dublin uh, via the Grand and uh, the Royal Canals, there's loads of water going across uh, without any coming back And, and why should only Tipperary and Clare get some of it Get but, some of this. Surely when, Galway should, should get its portion, shouldn't it, um, Pat? This,
1: well, i don't know about that. <laughs> 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 this, this lady from, from Irish Water University said that any proposed economic dividend for Clare would be considered by Irish Water. So she, she, it's, she, a, it's, she a, it's a
2: remarkable admittance. <laughs> Irish Water wouldn't even be allowed to make such a decision. My point, anyway, always is, it's a bit barmy, because we live in one country... The water is everybody's water. It's not belonging to Clare. It's not belonging to Tipperary. It's belonging to the citizen, wherever they happen to live.
0: But I, I, I mean, I don't mind about Dublin getting water, if I'm honest. But what I wouldn't like to see is any negative effects on the River Shannon, yeah. on Loch Derg. Yeah. Because, I mean, Loch Derg is the one thing we have here that yeah. a lot of people come to see yeah. uh, in terms of tourism. And it's a hu- it yeah. employs a lot of people. It would, Even if you we know. haven't been exploiting it that we well over We haven't been exploiting it at all. But, I yeah. mean, hopefully we we'll,
2: I, I suspect, we'll thinking about what people thought 100 years ago, when Ardna Crusher was proposed, you can imagine what people thought. And that was a real impact on the level of the lake. Huge, yeah and I suspect some people didn't want that mm, Yes. but they others then were thinking of the common good
0: the listen good we're, we're nearly out of time very quick I just looked at did I see a picture of Pat Hayes on one yeah, of the
3: well, Pat has raised the problem in fair to Pat and his colleagues have raised this problem over the last 12 months Durric- that is derelict sites yes. and as somebody said you know it's very hard to, uh, Pat said it's very hard to imagine uh, developing uh, estates in a town where the heart of the town has a rake of, of old, ugly looking buildings. He's dead right, isn't mm. he? So he's ra- he's, it, yeah. he's, he's yeah. just raising the issue again. And there are mm.
0: several towns and villages in East Clare where, mm. Mm. to varying degrees, there are vacant, derelict sites. And two
3: are gone this week. Amazing what. But across the road from the um, uh, from the fire station. Okay, there are two houses. The ladders went up last week, and today you have the stone, the probably 19th century stone walls now revealed, and the outer plaster is taken away, and suddenly what was ugliness at its core, you know is not alone acceptable but yes. very very desirable yeah. it'll be lovely yeah. uh, the
2: the the issue i think is why why the council is so slow to act it's only 26 only 26 vacant or derelict sites and i think there's only a, only a handful part, uh, in, in the municipal district of Killaloo, which includes Tulla and and Pat is, I think, standing outside a derelict building, probably in Tulla, I imagine. Which is in Tola, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's... I, I kind of understand why it's so-so, because there's a, it's, it's a, a minefield when it comes to legal rights around property. And you have to give so much notice to the owner. Remember, these are all owned mm. by private citizens.
3: Yeah, but it some who of them. Who have chosen really, not to do anything with them. Well, well maybe there are so many issues in, in, regard, in regard to that that can easily be resolved. If the money is right, if there's no.
2: Well, but, but does that mean then, John, if I have a house, I'll just sit back and wait for the council?
0: But should that
3: always happen?
0: Yeah. Until well, the could. And the worse the house gets. It is so. Lo- the so the worse condition the house is in, the more you expect the council to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're near. We have about one minute to go. Uh, Torpy Hurley's. Um, it, was, it was rather sad, going back in the last couple of weeks, Pat, that uh, Canning Hurley's uh, in Portumna yeah. announced that they were going out of business. Um, and, and one of the things they were, they were talking about is the actual the dieback. 30. Um, now, Torpy, and we've had them, we've had John Torpy and his son here in the studio... Uh, and they started the bamboo, B A M B U Father, uh, <laughs> there last year. Yeah, so they, they seem to be going well,
1: Pat. Yeah, Torpe Huddle is strong despite ash concerns. Kian uh, Um he must be a new, a new uh, reporter for Clerico. Uh, Torpe is optimistic about its future despite concerns over ash supplies, which led to the recent closing of Canning Huddleys Limited in Port Tumne. The Port based Canning Huddleys have been supplying some of the top hodlers in the country with high-quality ash for over a decade, close to its close to operation on MERS-34 sighting. Supply chain issues as a result of rampant ash dieback, a chronic fungal, fungal disease of ash trees in Europe and, ongoing conflict, and the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Sean Torpy of Torpy Horowitz uh, admitted his disappointment at the closure, telling the clerical, we don't like to see other competitors going out of business, though through S diabet disease. Mr. Torpy, who invives ten people explained the hurling making making is quite small cottage and he's he, he, and he's eager for relevant jobs to remain in Ireland. Of course, yeah, they have changed over to the bamboo, but uh he, he says uh Sean and he says that uh, some players still like the the echo or the 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 ash, Yes. And um the Cash uh, of the ash. Ash of the Ash. So uh, the bamboo, I think the bamboo is very popular and it it's popular with county players as well, so. Yeah. And, and seems to be
2: almost unbreakable.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I, don't think that's... That's, that's, that's not true, no? no that's not think. true, I think they're they? Break, are they? How, how expensive are they, Pat? I don't know, they're very expensive, yeah. Are they? In contrast uh, to the you be, Yeah, you're talking of maybe the whole, uh, naturally, maybe 25 euros. Or you're talking maybe 65 to 70 euros for a bamboo. Mm. Mm.
0: Anyway, Joseph Wolfe, uh, you remember, he was a candidate in the general election that we met him and we and we spoke to him but he says burn ash dieback trees and cut turf for heat yeah, oh, as his answer to the um, the energy crisis at the moment, <laughs> on page four <laughs> of the care champion. Well,
2: he might solve the energy crisis, but he'll contribute to the climate crisis. But yeah. <laughs> well, it used to be warm. Yeah. It used
1: to be warm, yeah. I am a big oh. shed, as well, and, I'm, and, 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 and a big heap of timber inside in the shed, and I'm burning it away, very grand every night. Well, timber, Man, right is, <laughs> timber is
2: actually very sustainable. It is On the census form, when you get it, John, yeah. if, be be asked, get it, it, if you get it, you will be asked, what do you burn in your home? And it Ridge. gives all the various options. Yeah. And uh, timber is one of those sustainable questions. Okay, sustainable we're, we we have
0: to finish, uh, folks. Many thanks for uh, your contributions today. I think we had a good bit of fun. John S. Kelly, thank you. You're welcome, thank you, Jim. Pat O'Brien. Pat, thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. David Fleming. David, good to have you back. As always, Jim. So, Pat, uh, <laughs> have you a piece of music for, to me.
1: play us out on? We have Michael Blueberry with Save the Last Dance for Me. Oh, very oh, good. I lovely, lovely song.
3: Love
0: dance. Yes, well... <laughs> well, you were dancing around the Blue Danube there earlier. <laughs> anyway, many thanks uh, to all our listeners. Hope we'll see you again uh, next Sunday at 2 o'clock. So from us here and the local media this week, team, goodbye and God bless.
3: Every dance with the guy who gives you the eye